This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Two Fit Crazy Productions, TFC Productions, that's our production company helping people with their podcasts. Increase your brand, grow your business by creating your very own podcast, and we are here to help you every step of the way. You do not have to do all the work. We do a lot of it for you. This podcast is also brought to you by ContiFit.com. Get the best online training, the best in arthritis, in let's face it together, facial fitness and rehabilitation, all sorts of functional fitness training at your fingertips. That's ContiFit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at high5healthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how awesome was our guest today? She is a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to do her right. I'm trying to do her Nigerian background um, right and Ketchy Noirfer Robinson. That's right. Was fan freaking tastic today. She is the CEO founder of Empowered in My Skin, which is a podcast, which is a movement, which is a brand. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the website, everything, Empowered in My Skin. Um, and she does such a, she's just such a fun person. Uh, you know, ex- enthusiasm beyond uh the normal scope of enthusiasm oh yeah her you're gonna hear all about her story today of you know again she's she has a she's actually she didn't talk about it a lot but she is a pretty um pretty great high up job in um in business in a company and in addition to that she has been involved with bodybuilding and fitness and nutrition and again starting this podcast this movement empowered in my skin she is the real deal and you're going to hear a story of and I wrote this down of how great of a human can I be in this world I just want to amplify good listen up as she talks about her own journey of you know originally why she got into bodybuilding and fitness and how the whole why changed. I, you know, if that's your mission for the day or life, uh, you know, you could just imagine what that looks like, uh, you know, in going through anything that you do. Uh, you know, the, the outlook and the decisions are made based on that being the goal. Uh, it's just nothing but extraordinary and she's fantastic and we laugh and we have tell stories and it's a, she's got the best laugh ever. Correct? <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, she calls Christine the lead domino. Christine Ooh. is a lead domino. Well, but her name also means God's gift. Right. So we get it after this conversation. I think you will too. So, uh, please let's, uh, let's get into this one. I think you're going to enjoy it a whole lot. Here we go. Hey, 
It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm graced with God's gift. I'm excellent. Uh, yeah. Better than good. We're we're uh, we're real excited about today's <laughs> episode. We've got an amazing, just you know, firework of a woman, and also fellow podcaster, fellow just amazing innovator in the fitness and wellness industry and beyond. She's super intelligent as well. It's beautiful, of course, and uh, catchy. Yay! Yeah, the Nigerian, yeah, and the Nigerians are being mad at that. I'm not gonna be mad at that. All right, I've been practicing, which also happens to mean God's gift. Yes, it does. Welcome to the Thank show. You. Welcome, I love it. You know, so funny because I listen to some of your episodes. I'm like, do they do that intro in person? Am I gonna have them say two fits and a great? It's just to lighten the mood, right? It's just to lighten the mood because every time we do it, our guests are cracking up. So yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good intro. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. I love that. I got to see it. I got to see it live. live. <laughs> That's it. You are now part of the select group. I'm part of the club. I'm part of the club. I love it. You're now you're now a fit crazy, an official fit crazy. Once you come on the show, and I'll uh, take that and go through. So tell our listeners from around the world where are you coming to us from? Oh my gosh, Toronto, Ontario. Oh, but it's yeah. I'm a- <laughs> You know, just I don't know. This doesn't sound as hot as like Maryland, oh. <laughs> Dallas, no, Texas. I, no, I'll be honest with you. We, I love Toronto. Toronto's like, mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, once they lift the ban, we might have to get up there because yeah. we meet. We, you know, we interview no, a lot we're of people go to from Camp Pro next from, year from Canada. Oh, there you go. And mm-hmm. and the Canadians are amazing, and everything like just the. The spirit of Toronto is is awesome. I mean, it's really. Yeah, you know what? Okay, I, I have to take that back because anyone from Toronto that hears me say that would be like, "What? Inc? No, big up! I big I big up Toronto. I do. I big up Toronto. Toronto's Toronto's a great place. You know, if our weather was amazing, we'd mm-hmm. be overpopulated. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. an amazing. Place. I mean, I got a big problem with Drake. But other than that, Toronto's good. No, I do. I have a like beef with Drake. Okay. okay. Why? I'll, because he picked on my homegirl. Um, my neighbor growing up was um, was Doris Burke, who's the basketball announcer for ESPN, right? Okay. So, yeah, so it's uh, you know she was uh, she was um, Doris Sable back in the day, and I used to rebound for her, and she's awesome, and she's an NBA and ESPN okay. basketball analyst, and like Drake, like was trying to clown her or something like that. Like he was just kind of like picking on her. And he was like having like these like weird like Christmas sweaters made with her face on it and was like, I love you, Doris. And he was like starting this like shit, I thought. You know, I just thought he was being corny. And I'm like, yo, that's my girl. I used to rebound for her back in the day. Like, get out of here. She's Manasquan High School and you better back off. Right, Drake? <laughs> so now we got beef. That's my deal. He doesn't know me, but, but listen, if, Drake, he, if you run into him. It's coming, Drake. It's coming. Oh my goodness! Fit crazy for nothing. <laughs> All right, hell of a start here, guys. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyhow, we will be aside from Brian. 
Um, we will be. I will be anyway. He's going to be in trouble. The Mounties are going to meet me at the right, border. Exactly. You're not going to get across now. Do you understand this? I love. I love you, Drake. By the way. Um, I've only been there in the summer, and it's beautiful. I will not come visit though in the winter. I'm just going to throw. That no, out there. no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if the like even now the weather is really gorgeous, and I was just expressing with my girlfriend in there, like you know what? Thank God we have winter because if this was the weather all year round, like everybody would live here. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that awesome? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Oh my yeah. gosh! So we all right. As I always say, that our guests do not just fall on our podcast. And speaking of CanFit Pro, which is like the biggest Canadian fitness convention in Toronto that's held every year. And the last couple of years, it's been virtual, which is really sad because I have to say mm-hmm. CanFit Pro treats their instructors and everyone who comes to present for them like rock stars. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like you feel special. You feel like you know, a, a real professional. Shout they, out to Mo Hagen. They really do yeah. a good job. And also the VIP party, which is like all out, you know, dancing DJs, you get dolled up, drinks, food, whatever. I mean, mm. not everyone does that. And it's, it's such a bonding experience and uplifting. And it really puts the fitness community together. Yes, and it does. Especially yeah. when, you know, there was always this idea of like, you know, me, my, and I want these, you know, consumers and clients and really there's enough to go around everybody like we work together we're all gonna be lifted up and uh i got to cross paths with kitschy i'm really trying i'm really trying (laughs) got to cross paths because like you know um we got to cross paths for a camfit pro just like you know panel about podcasting about marketing and i'm like wow she's a She's something. I like her energy. Well, I, I saw the same about you. I need some more I of that. I was like, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> I need some more of that in my life. <laughs> so, of course, I'm like, hey, hmm, I, I need to, we need to talk and we need to talk mm-hmm. on air. And then finding out, you know, your background and what you do, I'm like, Oh, I love you. We're new, new we're new best friends. So, but we had a good conversation because I already had you on oh, my yeah. podcast. Oh my that gosh! Was awesome. Oh my, yes. yeah, we laughed. Wonder Woman. We laughed yes. for like fifteen minutes, maybe, <laughs> and then had some words in between. <laughs> <laughs> but tell our listeners right now the the how, the who, the why. How did you get into podcasting and fitness and? you know, get your voice heard around the world because your voice is around the world. We're going to touch upon that. So how did this start? Because I know that you may have a little day job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have a big day job. So, um, so let me start with fitness because I think fitness was first. And, uh, so I've actually been active since I was a kid. My dad played, um, you know, pretty competitive. He played while he played for McGill university, which is a, like one of our big universities in uh, Canada. And he played that competitive um, football, soccer. Right. And so I've, uh, I've always, I've had a soccer ball at my feet when I was six years old. And then I played competitively myself. And then uh, I married up my fitness with, uh, I got into bodybuilding at the age of 18. I walked into um, the gym at my college and I met up with Andre Beijing, who was actually a Mr. Canada. And he looked at me and he said, um, you look like a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I didn't know what that actually meant, but uh, but I'm very grateful to have met him because he taught me how to train with weights from 
you know, the right with right form right from the get go. So I never stopped training since I was 18. And uh, I played uh, competitive soccer until about the age of 25 when I actually broke my knee and, and just being, I was at that time, I had a progressive role, which I'm sure we'll get to in terms of what I'm paid for to do in life. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay, soccer is not going to work anymore. And it was kind of hard to continue to play at that competitive level and travel and work and all this, any other. And, and I'd seen um, a girlfriend of mine was doing bodybuilding and she, um, she invited me to a show. And I fell in love. I fell in love with the sport. I love the fact that they actually brought in a more feminine side of it. So at the time it was called figure. And since I was already weight training, it was really about changing my diet. And that was really my introduction to what I'd call the fitness industry, right? At that point in time, because then I started getting into supplements and understand the supplement game and then training and nutrition and, and then shows and, you know, other teams and trainers and stuff like that. And so, and then the, just the whole craziness of this billion dollar industry. Right. And, um, and I fell in love. I did my first show and I've never looked back and I've been competing since 2005 and, uh, it's, um, it's been awesome. And I worked my way up to the pro ranks in the international federation of bodybuilding. And I competed there for a couple of years, took some time off and then went back on stage in 2019 after like four years off. And then, uh, and now I'm going to try one more time. I took 50 next year. And I'm like, why not do it for 50? Why not bring out that bling and the bathing little bikini? Good for <laughs> you. flex a muscle or two. So, yeah. So that was kind of my foray into the fitness industry. But in the hiatus that I took the four years, I think for me, a lot of it was, and you could probably, you probably can appreciate that. It's not the healthiest industry to be in at times, right? Especially if you're not... I would just say, if you're not whole, if you're like not a really, you know, whole in the soul kind of human. And that's what I realized was really lacking in my life, right? Like I was literally for a big portion of it, I would get ready for stage because I wanted to look that way. So it was very unhealthy, very unhealthy eating patterns I had. And just this desire to always have a six pack. And it's just, that's just not possible, you know? And, um, and so in that time frame, I started to really take time to, um, get to know who I was like on the inside, like the inner me, you know, and, um, and that journey just unlocked, you know, much way better results for myself than any fitness journey could, right. Any journey to get on stage. And as part of that, I started to feel a lot more empowered, empowered in my skin. And finally, I wasn't about titles. It wasn't about, you know, looking good and, you know, how good can I look in a bikini and, and this, any other it was really about how great of a human can I be to this world? <laughs> You know, and can I actually touch all four corners of the world with my heart? And and I start to use my voice, right, to start to share my story and and just empower other people and all my interactions. And and I think the podcast came as a part of you know what other tentacles can I extend myself through to you know one connect with other humans, um, put voices that matter in places where they should be to amplify good for the world. And if I could be part of that, you know, um, then I, yeah, podcasting made sense. I, I listened to so many podcasts. If I think about my personal journey around, you know, people, you know, Oprah's podcast, and, you know, just tells you, you know, you just got to look in the good of life, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Oprah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that starting tomorrow. Or, you, you know, so many other podcasts that just fed into my spirit. And so I, I love podcasts and I'd be like, you know what? I can do that too, you know? And I just decided to start. That's really it. Mm -hmm. And the name of your podcast is? Empowered in My Skin. 
So you. I had the company before I had the podcast. So Empowered My Skin is actually is a company. I birthed it. It was initially called like Embodiment, but then I changed it. To, I rebranded it to Empowered My Skin. And now the podcast is just, it's just part of, part of the business. You know, I'm so glad that you brought up because it was a question that I wanted to ask you about bodybuilding and, and that particular you know, slice of the fitness industry, uh, and, and how, you know, like you said, it can be unhealthy. It can be, uh, you know, it it can be very rigid and it's, and it's, uh, you know, an extremely, uh, just dedicated type of fitness. You could say selfish. Well, self, look, I'm a distance runner. I'm a distance runner and it's the same thing. We can do it in a very unhealthy way. We can Mm -hmm. do it to extremes. We can do it and be selfish. We can do it and, and chase times on a clock and, you know, leave our family at the curb while we do it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, I understand it completely. And I've always, you know, we've had a few bodybuilders and, and, you know, some, some, uh, uh, you know, people that are going on stage to do that type of thing. And I've always kind of seen all the similarities, just even in the training itself, you know, Mm -hmm. tapering down and coming into, you know, prepping like for fine tuning for the event itself and and things. There's there's a lot of uh, uh, parallels in it. Um, so it's really good. And I think that it's awesome that, you know, you did see that big, that big, like spiritual void in it. You know, it's, it's, um, it's something. So tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, obviously it's a big part of your life. So how does it, how did bodybuilding change once you discovered that that part was missing in it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, when I started in 2005, I think about like, I was, I've never been like overweight or anything like that, but I've, you know, I've had fat on my body that I haven't needed. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And my first show took me about 25 weeks to prepare for and to get myself to what they call like Olympic. Like I literally went to like Olympic facility and had myself tested because I was just like, wow. I, I mean, I saw body parts I never even knew existed, right? And I was at like 2% body fat, which is really bad for my first competition. Oh. That's that's how low I got. Yeah, I was so lean my first competition. I've never done that again because that's actually not healthy. And so imagine I started at like 155 mm-hmm. and 25 weeks later, I was like 128, just muscle, right? And, um, and I dehydrated for the competition and this is what happened I didn't I didn't know much about I really didn't understand the science of the sport I just had a trainer she got me ready and a day after I competed I went and had my favorite food at the time Chinese food oh my always seems like a good idea at the time you know that Chinese food always seems like a good idea you get way too much you eat it way too fast it's so tasty it's yeah. so, but so good. much sodium but it, after being I dehydrated for like 32 hours. I have arthritis. I become I, a blowfish if I, I eat. Blew, I blew like, like 25 pounds <gasps> in like, yeah. So that was, uh, we went Saturday, we went Sunday afternoon and by Monday I was 32, I was 25 pounds heavier than I had been on stage on That's Saturday. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My knees were swollen and I had to go to the hospital. My doctor <sighs> and she prescribed the first time I ever did like a pharmaceutical, um, for training. I took a pharmaceutical diet, pharmaceutical mm-hmm. diuretic. Why am I don't feel like that where I just said that <laughs> word, right? But anyway, um, a diuretic, a prescribed diuretic. And then I lost 11 pounds, but I could never beyond that I couldn't get back to like I was trying to get back to that stage look you know and but I couldn't stay with that same rigid 
regimen of eating, you know, the, you know, the training is fine, but it's the eating. And suddenly when you open yourself up to like, okay, I'm not getting ready for a show. I guess I can eat this and I can, anyway, it was just a hot mess. And I realized I was a little bit of a depressive state. I'd look at my body every single day in the mirror and it would look different to me like than it did before I even started competing for the full show. And that mental, um, I stayed in that mental state and then it became, I would compete every year just to be able to look good, you know, and mm. um, that's not healthy. It's not healthy on your relationships. It's not healthy just personally in life and, and whatnot. And, um, and I did that for probably about six years. So it's a, it was a really long time. Um, then I had this great opportunity, no, it was actually five years. And then I had this great opportunity to go to India and it was my time in India and by myself that I started to feel a little bit like a little bit of a disconnect. Like I just, I couldn't really put my finger on it. I had no idea it was like a spiritual disconnect, but I just felt like a little bit of a disconnect. And, um, and I had met somebody there and, you know, you know, that got me into the whole thought around loving myself more, you know, you know, there's something about finding that love within yourself instead of craving it from the outside world. And uh, yeah. And so to answer your question, you know, after when I stepped on stage and then anyway, I can compete to compete after that. Um, and it was a little bit better because now I had a smarter trainer. I trained with Mike Davies. He's an amazing trainer out in Ohio has put like over, I was his thir- 300th pro that he made pro. Wow. Um, and I still train with him to this day and he's just phenomenal. Like the way, like he took care of me as an athlete. Like he does, like he's more about making sure that we get to stage healthy and so that's where my mindset started to shift, um, but still not really truly connected with the why I'm doing this. Um, and that really came from the moment where I stepped off stage. Like it was in that moment. I was uh, a pro at this time. I was in Chicago competing at the Chicago Pro. And I looked the best I've ever looked in my life. The best I've ever looked competing. And I was in the last call out. And, uh, and that was the worst I've ever placed. So the best I've ever looked, the worst I've ever placed. And it's because I've, I'm a natural um, athlete. And I mean, you know, there's just not everybody competes naturally, especially in the pro leagues. And so you can imagine um, how I look comparative to like the people that were in the first call out. And, um, and I made that decision on that day. Like I felt so good being on that stage, looking the way I did. And it didn't matter that I was in the last call out. And then I said, you know what? I want to delve into that a little bit further. I want to understand what was it in that moment that made me, that some people would take that as a complete loss, total rejection, but I, I couldn't be more proud of myself. It makes me emotional when I think about it. And I walked off that stage and it was shortly after that, that I started to do the personal work. And, um, and when I competed in 2019, you know, Brian, it was more about, who can I bring along with me for this journey? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm doing this, but my why really is to continue to empower other humans to just be better. And I have the capacity, the platform and the influence to be able to help somebody else succeed as well as I, as I step on stage to let them step onto the stage of their lives. And a girlfriend of mine, you know, became my ride and die. She started to wake up early like me, you know, she was ne- not an early, she, first time she ever stepped into the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning, she was dragging her ass initially. <laughs> That's okay. I'll let her listen to the podcast. <laughs> you were dragging your ass, Trisha, just admit it. You were dragging your ass. <laughs> and, uh, and then until one day I see her walking with the swag. She passed, I see her past the 20s, past the 25s, past the 30s, go up and pick up a 40 pound weight. And I was like, whoa, where did this swagalicious girl come from? And, um, you know, just, it, it, it fired up her fitness journey and she was my ride and die. Sometimes she did double 
doubles with me. And, and, and that's what it's about. Like anything that we do in life, it should always be about how can we, how can we give back to somebody else? You know, it's a whole lot of freedom in what you just said right there. All of it. I think there's a point where, you know, we're always chasing in any profession, anything that you're doing, you know, you're chasing that extrinsic, you know, glory. You want the compliments, you want that. And then there's a point in your life. And I hope that everyone gets to this point because in, in all honesty, not everyone makes it to the point of, of loving themselves and saying, Mm -hmm. you know what? I don't have to do this. I don't, I don't need to prove anything to anybody else. I'm, you know, I'm unapologetically who I am and, Mm. you know, love it or hate it. That's, that's not on me. Here's who I am. Here's what I believe in. Here's my mission. And, you know, even, you know, I think of, you know, even now I'm, I'm running on Monday in Boston and people are like, what's going to be your time? What are you going for? Are you going to this? And I go, honestly, you know what? We just went through a pandemic and I'm happy to be healthy. I'm happy to be able to be out again. I said, I have no expectations except I'm going to go out there and I'm going to enjoy the day. And right. that's and you're really running, like, what, like you're doing something that the majority of the world it, is not doing in, the, it, in the greatest race in the world. In, but, you know, I, I was talking to someone this morning and they're like, oh, are you ready? Are you nervous? Are you? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. No, I'm never ready. Nope. I'm going to just go out and, and jog with a couple, you know, maybe 30,000 people or so. It's and. He's shaking his head at me like, oh, my God. I can't. And I said, I know. I'm just not normal. It's fine. It's You can't have that pressure on yourself. It's yes. You're out there to be healthy and to show other people that, you know, yes, they can. They can do it too, whatever they're going through. And, and that's what it's about. That's why we podcast. Let's get some messages mm-hmm. out there that, hey, we all struggle. We all have got to find the love for ourselves. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen overnight. Sometimes right. – we got to be kicked down over and over and over <laughs> and over and over, yeah. and over. Can, head, yeah. right? Until we wake up, and it's just you know you get it. You woke up. Ryan woke mm-hmm. up. I woke up. That's why we're here, and that's why we have the best time. Too. Yeah, that's it. Is. <laughs> right? It is. You know, people are jealous. None of, of it of matters. None of the other stuff matters. Right? You know, we could be serious sometimes, but not. <laughs> Not all the time. It's, so, yeah. so what's this? Uh, what's the 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 fifty? Uh, the drive towards fifty here and getting back on stage and uh, and competing. What's what's that looking like? What's the timetable? How far out are you? And you you know you really yeah. started to hit it yet? Yeah, you know it's so funny because you know fifty people talk about fifty like it's old, and I don't. I don't know where old is. It's the new 30. I don't know, I don't know what you're I'm, talking about. I'm 50 kind is of the ex- new 30. I'm kind of excited because I know that I'm going to be a bad dude when I'm 50, right? Like, because, like, I'm 46 and, like, running-wise, when you get a new age group, it's like, game mm-hmm. on. Like, I'm going to eat these these older right. ones that, you know, I'm going to be racing against a 59-year-old. He's done, right? So, like, <laughs> this is like, I'm going to kill everybody. So, right. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so when and where and what's what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah, 50s next September. So September 8th, uh, to be exact. Anyone that's listening wants to send me a big 50-something, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it's just, um, like I said, I, I don't know. People talk about it being old. I don't. I think I talk about it more of, like, to me, it's like, wow, I'm a, I'm a half a century. And what have I, like, look at what I've accomplished. And look what I get to do, you know? And look at the life I get to live. And there's just so much blessings. And so for me, it's like, 
what can I challenge? How can I challenge myself going into 50? Like, fine, it's supposed to be a milestone. Let's make it a milestone of a year. And so I know I want to do something scary. I know I want to do something very challenging. Um, I actually just stepped into a new role in my career. And so by the time I get to, I will have been in it for about, I want to do something really different in my career, like you, the career I'm paid for. Um, and yeah, and then I just want to meet more people. I just want to meet new people. And I want to know that I'm doing as much as I can to change this, change this awesome world, you know? And so yeah, 50, 50 is great. It's just a number to be quite honest. I don't look it. Most people don't even guess it. I have to tell people I am. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I have a couple of things lined up and big party, hopefully in Jamaica with uh, friends and family and <laughs> skydiving somewhere. I'm going to find somewhere scenic and do like a skydiving. And I want to step on stage. Yeah. Awesome. It's my plan. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll be there. Uh, all of it. <laughs> Jamaica skydive. She's going to skydive all, into Jamaica. Jamaica is like one of my favorite places on the planet. That's all I have to say about place. that. Um, and number two, yes, I would skydive with you. Yeah. Yeah. I know you would. Yeah. <laughs> It's traumatizing, but yeah, but you need to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Big things. Just let us, let me, let, let me know if you need ideas about crazy things to do. So I'm really good at real, like I'm really not good at things in life, but this one I'm really good at. Really good. Like I can stay in my lane of craziness. And she can count to 50. I'm actually already scared. I'm scared to have the conversation with you. I'm, I'm always scared of myself that's my superpower is crazy that's what brian <laughs> tells me i love that superpower is crazy recovering oh oh i they're got, good until monday then wait, they're coming off, no, off they're again. i got my first pedicure since april a couple days ago it was glorious because all my toenails are pretty much grown back Okay. It's been, you know, it's kind of, so was I, I took like, my daughter. She was getting like 30% off at those pedicures lately because <laughs> she didn't go. have enough. She I only was had, so embarrassed. I would never go. Seven toenails. There was, I was missing a lot for a while. Um, but they're all there. One of them is just like half a one. So I told the guy, I'm, he's like looking at my foot. I'm like, yeah, just do the best you can. You're good. You're just, don't no, even. No one's judging you on that toe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you, By the way, you, you were a conversation with me. Some of my friends, and I was like, I don't know when she told me about the toenails. <laughs> I've never had a, a, I've never had that type of foot catastrophe before mm. in my life. It was bad. Like, don't you've ever. Never, you've never ran a hundred kilometers. No, no miles. Yeah, a mile. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. that's easy. Oh, yeah, hundred k. We can do that. We can do hundred k. Part of my Canadian. My Canadian went to kilometers yes, for right. miles. Yes, I can't. We. I don't even know the kilometers in a hundred miles. What is that? My son dropped a weight on his toe once. It was like just a little dumbbell, like a five or ten yeah. pounder. But it 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 broke his toe. You know, he was a young kid, and and his toenail came off. I'm like, don't worry about it. The toenail fairy comes. So we put the, the toenail, toenail we put the toenail fairy under his pillow at night, and I gave him five bucks for it. You know, it was like, That's he, disgusting. <laughs> but you know, now like when I run or run a marathon, I, every once in a while I'll lose one too. And he's like, Dad, toenail fairy coming for that? And I say, Yeah, yeah no oh. problem. <laughs> Oh, come on. We got to have fun. Yeah. Anything for money. <laughs> and, and, I'll rip my toenails off for a hundred bucks. Anything for money. Except for, the, except for that for me. Except for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So tell our, tell our listeners now. All right. With the, with the podcast, you've had some pretty good success. So how long have you been podcasting now? 
Um, so it's interesting. I'm actually, I'm going to ask you because you guys are like pretty big in the you know, production and everything. What do you consider podcast success? It, well, we are yeah. just having fun. <laughs> no, one. keep keep showing up. You're successful. That's for me. That's it. I you know right. I I, re- <laughs> I rarely look at like numbers or downloads or things like that, and they're there. But um, you know, I'd never. We I'd... can't. We also consider success that we are. We have not gotten in a huge fight and like, ripped <laughs> our marketing material in half. So it's so there's like a. That's a little right. like jagged. There's two of us in the logo. Thing. It's like yeah, because you've been doing it longer. You've been doing it for four years, about right? Yeah, over we've four got years like now. over four years, like almost I think 250 episodes in. So we do okay. one, one yeah, a week. So you're way more pros. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, it's been great. I I love it. I um, I started with my iPhone and some headphones, and yeah, and then progressed from there. Small steps. It's it's the greatest medium i it is, I, I a, love it's it. actually it's a lot of fun isn't it, it it's just so much fun i mean here we are having a conversation right even if we were sitting at a table uh you know at a restaurant right now at least one of us would have checked our phones by now uh and that hasn't happened <laughs> yet uh so that's a good thing um what uh what what are the topics what do you cover on the show how do you what's the format of it yeah so it's it's empowered in my skin you know i'll give you a perfect example interviewed your 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 co-star here mm-hmm. and uh and really my desire was there was something that, I mean, from the time I met her on that panel, it's just like, that is an empowered human. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole reason why I, I'm empowered for me is the word, because, you know, the whole empowered humans empower humans. And so my whole thing is about finding the lead dominoes in this world. And so, Christine, you are a lead domino for empowerment, right? And that's how you create sustainable change is, you know, you are empowered, you empower somebody else and they in turn will do the same to somebody else. And it just continues going from there. And so that's the whole premise is we, we, we scope the world for empowered humans. And, uh, and then we reach out and say, Hey, (laughs) tell us what, you know, I love it. Tell us what, you know, what you do and how did you get to this level of empowerment? Because I would say, most people that dare to put themselves out there come from some type of no excuse, like, you know, they're unstoppable. It's like no excuse mindset and they have a story to tell. And so, yeah, we just hunt this. We hunt those empowering stories. And and that's that's awesome. I love it, too. I generally feel that 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 type of person usually has some, you know, some, not baggage, but they've had some things that they've had to overcome or else there's just no empowering. There's uh, no empowering. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like you, you got to, Christine said kick down or whatever it is, but you got to have some scrapes on your knees uh, if, if uh, you know, if you're going to be making a turn like that, living a life like that. And sometimes there are people that are very motivational and, you know, and, and, and we're perhaps born like that, you know, leadership, is it nature, nurture, you know, how, mm-hmm. how does it come about? And, you know, but I, I'm not that I'd say that I'm bored with people that don't have a screwed up past, but like, I just I know, am. I just know like the college degree, the, the, the graduate degree that comes from having, you know, that, that, uh, you know, the messiness of yeah, the past. having, having to had to jump off a cliff a t- couple of times and not know if the parachute's going to open. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that I don't hang out with people that are normal. <laughs> no, like I no, have a criteria. I, like I've, we've, this has been a long time since I brought this up, but I liked, and no, you know, this is no slight to you. I love you tons. But I really consider um, myself and my wolf pack to be people that live on the island of the misfit toys. 
Right? Did you say your wolf pack? The yeah, wolf like, pack. It's my the wolf, wolf pack. pack. We chat yeah, together. Yeah, tribe. Tribe. My tribe. My yeah. whatever. My posse. Um, <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's if you're like you know if you're straight thinking and and just linear Narrow. and whatnot. It. Yeah. I don't. You gotta understand. have a little bit of crazy. You gotta understand. have a little. You gotta have a little bit of crazy. I don't get it. I don't even know if it's crazy. Like, how do we know that all them other people aren't the crazies and we're the normals? That's that's what I tell myself every go. day when I get up. There you go. <laughs> You're just crazy to not want to be all out there and like it's just. <laughs> Like society is crazy, yeah. right? Like if you're like, you know, aspiring to be like a, you know, a general issue Hold member on. of society, I'm then looking, that's like crazy. I'm looking at my phone only because I always do oh, you did quotes it. of the days. You did it. No, no, no. But I'm doing it for a reason. So I always look at a quote of the day, right? Today, my favorite was... Be all in or get all out. There's no halfway. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's it, right? So you're no going middle. 100% crazy don't or half out. Ass it. Yeah, don't half-ass it. Yeah, don't half-ass. Don't half-ass. I think about my life. There was a half-ass time frame. You know what I mean? And like when you, when you get over to that point, and I think it comes down to is when you realize, like when you like figure out why you're here, it's like the best thing on the planet. And then just get in the business of doing it. But, you know, I was going to say earlier, the re- another reason why I love podcasting is so the, so network, right? You hear it often. Your network is your net worth. And I think networking is such a, such a, it's, it's, it's important. It's a huge, it's a huge, there's just an industry of networking. You got to get in with it. But better than networking and networking on steroids is being a super connector. Mm-hmm. And super yeah. connector are people like us who get to interview great people and we're great. And so great people interviewing great people that can then introduce great people to great people. And it's that, it's just that, that, that like, it just gives you another platform of, of an extended network of opportunity to introduce other people to other people to do great things in the world. I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. But, Super connected. Yeah, well, that's us. I yeah. feel like I should plug myself in at night. <laughs> right? and, and that's what it's always, you know, that's what like this thing, you know, people will ask sometimes about, you know, compensation and how much, you know, that's what downloads are even like looking for and all those things. I, I can't, you know, there's, I guess, some value in it, but I've never looked at it like that because the greatest value of all are the relationships, the connections. That you get to hang out with yeah. me. The networking. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, wasn't yeah, what yeah, you were yeah, going to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Christine, you're the lucky one there. That's true. Right? <laughs> right? It's not me. It's you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like all those connections, I mean, geez, if I ever tried to monetize that, I'm very wealthy and I'm very successful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your net worth, your net worth. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, so it's just been – and even people who have said like, oh, yeah, I connected with him through your show. And I'm like, I don't know either of you. I had the one guy on the show, you know, and then somebody else listened to it and connected because of that. You know, great. <laughs> um, but, it, you know. It's just uh, it's 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 a lot of fun and uh, you know like and we get to have fun right I guess that's the point it's a lot of fun and we live a good life because of it. I have a question. So do you tip, do you typically interview people that one of you knows or you sometimes you're interviewing someone that neither of you? They want me to like, explain really- this one. Go for it. Christine's yeah. a sniper. She goes onto like the social media and she's like, I want to talk to that person right there. And then she like snipes them from the, from the bell tower, gets them <laughs> on the show. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, she, she'll reach out to anybody. She's got, okay, no fear. Okay. yeah, she's got no fear in reaching out to anybody and saying, I got something for you. Um, which is an important part of the show, right? We, we give people value and platform and, and, and things like that, that, you know, that they can, let's do it. But, but just like that, you know, it's like, 
you know, catchy, like, I was excited because Christine was so excited, right? I had never met you before. <laughs> we exchanged some emails. I could tell you're, you know, an, an exuberant person and, and, uh, you know, you had some, some, uh, some spice to you. And I was like, all right, this is going to be a great time because Christine's excited. And then, you know, and, and, uh, I did listen to the show that you guys did about your Christine's toenails. And, you know, it was, you know, it's, it's just great. So, yeah. Well, my question is this. For, you know, Brian was talking before about, you know, some people talk to us and they're like, well, what's your analytics and what's your this and what's your that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for for us, our lives? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. Um, I'm like, I could tell you. I mean, there's a lot of people. Uh, what's a lot? Like you said, what's yeah. success? What's a lot? Yeah. What what does it mean? And, yeah. you know, we started out not for, hey, we're going to make a lot of money. It was like yeah. we're starting out to spread a message, to have a voice because we see the need for other yeah. people to lift them up, to empower them, exactly yeah. what you do. And yeah. what's crazy is that our lives have really, I mean, really changed. We both had, you know, I made it careers in our lives. You know, mm-hmm. a, this is my third I made it career in my life. Yes, and, yes. <laughs> and I think that there's something to be said for people who want a podcast or they want to get into fitness or they want to get into any business out there. And it's like, well, what's the number one thing that, you know, what's the piece of advice you'd give? And I'm always like, um, you have to network. Life is about relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the opportunity that has, you know, arrived for us because yeah, people do know us. People do know the show. They know that we can help them with whatever it is that they're looking for or connect them with someone that's invaluable. Like people pay lots and lots of money and, or they don't even realize how important relationships are. So I guess my question is how has your life changed in any way since you started podcasting? Because it's gotta be something. Oh my gosh. So, so much. So first of all, I mean, there's tons of people that I've had the pleasure of sitting down to talk to that I, without, a, I mean, the podcast provides just that excuse provides that opportunity, right? It's an easy, it's an easy thing. And people typically like to talk about themselves. And so yes. if you're, if you're leading to yes, right. If you're leading to them is as I'm talking about myself, if you're, <laughs> if you're leading to them is interesting and intriguing, then you, that's the hook. Right. And then the value is, is a lot about what you learn. And so from a personal perspective, one of the skill sets that I've desperately wanted to improve on is my ability to listen like active listening. And that is improved because of this, right? Like I, that was one of the things I said, okay, I'm going to just do this, but I don't want to just do like, what skills do I want to, and it's, and it's improved that. I think also it's deepened my purpose, you know, in terms of, you know, why I'm here in this world and what I plan to do with my life and this, that, the other. And I think for me, because I've even have formed a team um, around me that helps and supports the podcast, like a little bit of a production team, it's given other people purpose. It's given them things to do and uh, and a community to to be a part of. And, that, and that's awesome too, right? It's I think all of that is service. And then, and then just to know that you're serving the world, like you're serving the world with great empowering content. You know, I don't push out anything that's really this negative on my platform and it's all with the intended to help people feel good. It's our birthright to feel good. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's an extension of me. And I think it's just, that feels good. It, it feels good, you know? So now you got me thinking it was as to whether or not I should edit that beef that I have with Drake. Cause that's kind of <laughs> negative. 
Am I putting that out in the world? That's okay. Hey, this <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This, 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 is, this is all I always say. We always have to, I think everyone deserves to speak their truth for sure. <laughs> truth. I think understanding is the truth we stand under. I would say though that, um, but and I know that you say it in jest, I know, right? I like know. You, totally, you, can't have, totally. you can't really have beef with somebody that totally. you don't know. So. I just want them to so at me. I just want them to at two fit crazies on Twitter. That's all, Drake. <laughs> so, that, so that our so our <laughs> SEO maybe increases. This, maybe that is what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's and all about Drake's, relationships. Drake's, now, Drake's people are gonna reach out to you and say, That's Yo, right. and, yo, Drake wants to be on two fit crazies. <laughs> and Darsburg. Lover. <laughs> with with Doris, My yeah. neighbor. Oh my gosh! Where, what is happening? I don't know. Seriously, you never know, but you never know, right? You never know what happens. I want to know. I do want to know this. I want to know. Tell me. Uh, tell me some of your favorite guests. Me, me excluded. Excluded. <laughs> some of your so I think, favorite conversations. I think it'll shock you. Yeah. Okay. So let me. But my first guest ever was my husband. Okay. You know, and so Dev, and I'm not just saying that because, baby, I know you want to hear. No, no, <laughs> I. And he was my favorite because. How often do you get to really sit down and interview your husband? You know, and I mean, I talked to him, but to like interview him in a way where I was truly actively listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really um. <laughs> like the first time ever. No, just kidding. Um, but to hear his pride and talking about what he does and who he is as a person, that felt really good. So, so I have to touch on that. I also interviewed my best friend. That was my first live show. And so my best friend um, for also, is Julie Black and she's a Canadian. She's like our Canadian R&B. She's our queen, queen of R&B. Um, she actually just got inducted to the Canadian walk of fame. So she's a, uh, um yeah she's everything she's awesome. an amazing singer you know um actress and and just julie awesome and i will be contacting you very soon yeah, she's phenomenal phenomenal julie j-u-l-l-y for every fan that spells it j-u-l-i-e i can't stand that but anyway um so it was just more awesome because again somebody that i've known for like 25 years and and i think in both cases i was very alive because i could tell i was nervous like with my husband and and even with like, just, I was, cause I really wanted to do them well. Like, you know what I mean? I wanted to ask the right questions to bring out the best in them. Um, but beyond that, um, I would say Chloe Wilde, you know, had the opportunity. She's an e-talk uh, correspondent and she has met so many, like, j- like her, her, like she's red carpet interviewed so many amazing people and just to, and, and not only that, she's just an amazing soul sister. We actually went on a, um, we did a trip. We did a trip to Africa. It was we a we a we? My gosh, me to we, me to we trip. Um, so we served in Kenya, and the property brothers were there as well. So that was pretty awesome, and uh, so got to know her a bit. But then got to really know her on the podcast. Um, who else was a God? I have so many. Like it's really, really, yeah. it's a it's a tough one. But um, oh, I inter- so I have the most amazing story. Um. Well, I think it's amazing. So I have this video that went viral around the world and it's all around you matter that, well, that's, that's the message that I was delivering, but the, the gold cast plastered a very different um, theme to the video called does mispronouncing my name matter. So anyway, so this video went viral around the world gold cast, which you probably know about gold cast um, has put on their platform a number of times. And back in March, um, they put it on their platform. I didn't know. I woke up in the morning and I looked at my, I just logged into Instagram like sometime in the, in the morning. And I saw that I had all these new um, 
what is it when people start to follow, follow, follow? follow. I was like, I was like, why did my following go up like a thousand people, right? So I was, I was scrolling down and then I finally find this message that I was tagged on. And so I went and looked at the message and it was this actress from Nolly, like a Nollywood actress from Nigeria. For those of you that don't okay. know, Nollywood is like the second biggest, I think, after Bollywood mm-hmm. and, and then Hollywood. And uh, so this actress and um, yeah, she posted the Goldcast video on her platform and so I reached out to her and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> first of all, thank you for sharing the message. And she she responded back to me. She's like she had these monkey faces She's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you. And I'm like, you're the one with two million followers. <laughs> but it's OK, I'll take that. So she was sharing with me that she actually just did a pageant and like she ran like it was an event in Nigeria in Lake in Lagos, like in the capital. And it's called the Kate pageant. And the whole theme of it was really around self-love and women just loving themselves because there's a huge um, pandemic around um, women not loving their melanin and bleaching their skin. Mm -hmm. So skin bleaching. And she just felt that that message really talked about that self-love and the magic that really comes from it after, you know, once you really connect to that and that, and that you matter, like who you are matters without anything else added to it. And anyway, all of that then led to her becoming a, um, a guest on my podcast. And I don't know if you know, but like Nigeria has like 270 million people. It's the sixth six most populous country in the world. Wow. Interview one, one prominent Nigerian and your podcast could take off like that, you know? And uh, Christine, but, take, I'm writing that down. Take note of that. Call Nigeria. <laughs> well, you Got have it. them right here. Brazil. Right? <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah, right? The whole so, Nigerian community that I, that I, yeah, so that was, so she was an amazing. Very, oh, very cool. I can't wait to watch the video. <laughs> hashtag Nigeria. No, hashtag <laughs> Nigeria, <laughs> whole country. We're fine. We're good. Right? That's how Think that works. Right? Like if you, I always said, if I figure out one amazing idea that every Nigerian buy, pays one dollar for, I'm a multimillionaire. You're good. You could just quit everything. I could quit everything. You could just podcast because we're not going to quit podcasting. <laughs> exactly. Sell one podcast. Maybe sell one podcast for a dollar to every and every Nigerian buys it. Yeah. All right. No, that's it. You need to, yeah. I'll go in with you on that. <laughs> All right. Isn't that how that guy, who's a guy from, um, remember, um, from, from Asia, um, the, the dance that, oh, Ooh, uh, that? Uh, Gangnam oh, Style. Gangnam Style. Yeah, yeah, Gangnam yeah. Psy. P S Y, right? One song. Yeah, that guy, he's, he's relaxing right now. Right? Where, One billion people. Where is he? Every day is like I mean, that video. He need to be. A, he, he could do whatever he wants. <laughs> I had a daughter who wanted to play that every single day, and it was banned. That song was banned from my household. She said. She said had a daughter like that. Like that request sent her over the over the tip. You know. She may be around somewhere still. So. You know what? Actually, today, fun fact: we get to the we get to the bus stop. I, I walk. Mom, you want to come with me to the bus stop? All right, cool. Go to the bus stop. After I had to, her outfit was not appropriate at first, and we changed it, right? So, we, so now we're like, we're on time for the bus stop. We get to the bus stop. Mom, yeah, I don't have a mask. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because oh, here masks. you have to wear a mask yeah, on the bus. Mask right? in the bus. I don't mask have a mask. School. Okay, I have three minutes to sprint down my block That's into right. my house, sprint back. That was, 
You know what? Um, she did a spin and the Wonder Woman outfit went on and it was just like, mask. <laughs> that yeah. was my, just in time for the bus okay. with a whole handful of masks. masks. And I was like, that's how my morning goes. As a dad, with her. as a dad who gets the kids on the bus every morning, I have a tip for you. I stuff a few of those I in the did. book bag we, I, right we, now. So many in there, and she just yeah, all right. she's her own woman. She's yeah. she's very <laughs> you know if she very could ride she could ride a unicorn to school she would like let's put it that way you know we're you know I'm not worried. I about mean, does Wonder social. Woman need a mask? Does Wonder Woman's child need a mask? Mm-hmm. One time, Muhammad Ali was on an airplane, and and he and the stewardess came over and said. Uh, you know, Mr. Ali, will you please fasten your seatbelt? And he said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And, <laughs> and she looked at him and said, Superman don't need no plane either, Mr. Ali. Please fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Zing. That's a good one. That's, That's right. a good one. I've never heard that one before. Oh, I like a good anecdote like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh my gosh. All right. We could go on forever, but you know what I need from you is no. to tell all of our listeners after they like and subscribe and listen to the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone <laughs> podcast, yes. you know, yes. all that fun yes. stuff. They have got to find out more information about you and what you're doing to be empowered in, in my skin. skin. Sure. So it's pretty easy. So empowered in my skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got the rights to that um on so that's the website that is our instagram um my personal instagram you just kind of can follow it from there but uh um i'm also as on linkedin that's where i would say i have a heavy presence just because of what i what i do corporately um yeah those would be the best places so instagram linkedin hmm, facebook i guess yeah all the hot spots all the hot spots got it like, I don't Twitter. I don't Twitter. You don't tweet. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. I don't. I don't. Uh, what's that other thing? TikTok. I don't. I don't tick. There's too many of them now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tick. I don't talk. There's. There's so. It takes so much time to, and so uh, yeah. much effort, and yeah. so many millennial skills uh-huh. that I just would rather put them into relationships <laughs> as opposed to dancing around in, you know, to Gangnam Style. Yeah. You know, with pom poms yeah. and who the heck knows yeah. what else. Oh, geez. It has been awesome. so much fun to connect awesome. with you again and get you on the show. You have an open invitation. Anytime, you know, come back, come talk to us at some point. We'll have to check in with you and your uh, progress. On the, I love it. On the, you know. Amazing. Getting ready for a competition. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to know about your your race too this weekend. Yeah, it's a soul Congratulations. Job. That's awesome. That's awesome. But congrats. It's awesome. That's not a small feat. And I, I was very impressed when I heard you mentioning that you're going to be running the Boston Marathon. Wow. She's the real deal. It's fun. You are. It's you are. Fun. You. No. 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 Minimize. No. It is. It is great. It is an honor. It is the bomb. It is something that like only one percent of the world does. Like it's like, and even at that, it's a generous. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. You awesome. know, we're all awesome. we're all fit crazies. We're all trying to change the world and inspire and empower others. Just one day, one little feat at a time. That's one it. One podcast yes. episode. That's it. I love it. All right. So with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.